Hi, babies, my sweet, beautiful angels. It's your favorite personal trainer, Liz King, here with another episode at Made For Me Fitness. If you haven't done so already, please go and leave a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to this to. Thank you so much for everybody who has already left so much positive feedback and all the five-star reviews. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much, guys. We are trying our best to keep this podcast rolling. So every ounce of effort that I can get from you guys really helps me out and it will help us build this community and help more people feel better about their fitness journey. So thank you so much. As always, I am pumped about this episode because I think that it's something that a lot of people overlook on their fitness journey, and maybe you have at some point as well. I sure as hell overlooked this for many years of my journey, and it plays into many areas of progress other than just results, which is so interesting to me. So welcome to this week's episode, You Should Probably Eat More Protein. Now, I'm sure you've all heard me and every other fitness bitch on the internet talk about the importance of protein, but I wanna dig a bit deeper and really paint you the picture of how much it can actually do for you, not only physically, but mentally as well. So let's get into it. First of all, what is a protein? Proteins are made up of building blocks called amino acids. There are about 20 different amino acids that link together in different combinations. Your body uses them to make new proteins such as muscle and bone and other compounds such as enzymes and hormones within your body. You can also use them as an energy source. Okay, you got that? Let me, let me highlight some of that for you. Your body uses protein to make new proteins like muscle and bone enzymes, and hormones. So they help your body repair cells and build new ones. Have have you ever repaired a cell and built a new one? Yeah, you have. Your body just does that. And that includes cartilage and skin. Every time you repair from an injury, every time you break a bone or grow a muscle, tear a muscle, It's all going to repair that, which is so freaking cool. That is so cool. Let's say thank you. Say thank you to your cool ass body for doing that shit on the low. You don't even know. You don't even realize. It's just working away in the background, doing this, repairing our cells, making muscle, building more bone. Oh my gosh, so cool, right? And not only that, besties, no, we are just getting started. Studies have shown that protein is the least likely of all the macronutrients to be stored as body fat when you overeat, especially if you are strength training on a regular basis. Of course, fat gain and fat loss does primarily depend on overall calorie consumption. Of course, you can eat too much protein. If you're eating too many calories, you will gain fat. That's just how it is. But it also reduces your appetite because you are literally so fucking full all the time, which means that you're going to have less cravings and be much less likely to overeat or binge eat. And even if you do overeat protein, it's less likely to be stored as fat, which is if you do have a fat loss goal or weight loss goal or trying to get tone or lean up, that includes fat loss. That is going to be key. It's a huge key factor. 
So on the topic of fat loss and weight loss, we know that that requires us to be in a slight deficit. Most people will learn a little bit about a calorie deficit and just be like, okay, simple enough, less calories, my body burns through new energy and starts burning through stored energy, which is fat. I just have to eat a little less for a little while. Eh, Okay, technically you're not wrong, but the only problem is when we think we need to always be consuming less calories and maybe even start tracking calories, you're more likely to opt for low calorie foods instead of high protein foods because protein does have an adequate amount of calories in it. It's not a ton, but it's still on the list of higher calorie foods, which isn't exactly how you want to approach things because low calorie and low nutritional value foods are not going to keep you full. They're not gonna keep you satisfied or energized for very long. Okay, yes, vegetables are good for you and have nutritional value, but not really. That zucchini that you had at lunch isn't going to be the powerhouse of energy that you're going to need to make it through your day. You know what I mean? So what happens is you'll be eating in a deficit and eating healthy, right? Whatever healthy looks like to us. But you will really struggle to maintain eating like that for very long. You'll get hungry at night. You'll get over hungry on the weekends. You might start binging. Whenever you get in front of some foods that you're denying yourself because you're trying to cut out these calories, you end up overeating anyways. And you will rarely ever see results. Or if you do muster up the willpower to do it, you'll only be able to maintain it as long as you are consuming a low number of calories, which is what puts us in that big yo-yo cycle of, okay, dropping calories, do it for so long. Yes, I see some results, but as soon as I have a night out or as soon as I feel like I allow myself to eat a little more, I can't stop. I lose control. And that besties is when you actually start consuming more calories over a longer period of time because you're trying to hold back on all of these nutrients because you're trying to cut calories And it just rubber bands back the other way. I call it rubber banding. The further you pull the rubber band in one direction, when it snaps back, the further it's going to go in the other. And it always snaps back. So we want to keep our rubber band nice and loose, (laughs) if you get me. We want it to feel very balanced, and we don't want that big back and forth that can happen from under-consuming protein and the right amount of nutrients on our fitness journey. And that also brings up a point of why it's kind of silly to cut out certain nutrients. So cutting out carbs, I mean, unless you have some resistance or allergy or your doctor puts you on a low carb diet for health concerns, right? I I understand that with hormonal imbalances and medications require limited carbs, okay? I'm not overlooking that. I'm not, I don't forget about y'all, okay? But it is still silly to cut out all carbs because what's going to happen? You're never going to have a carb for the rest of your life. Look me dead in the eye. Look me dead in the eye right now, bestie, and tell me you're never going to have a chip or a slice of bread or even rice or potatoes ever again the rest of your life. The point is that every macronutrient is important and the idea is to be as balanced as possible. And prioritizing protein will allow a lot of those other things to fall into place very naturally. As a trainer, I help my clients with nutritional guidance and helping them build sustainable habits that will create a positive relationship with food and their body. And we prioritize fueling their bodies so that their workouts will be effective. You have to do that. You have to eat enough and you have to eat enough of the right things in order for your workouts to work at all. Two biggest lessons I teach every single one of my clients, meal prepping, eating enough protein. 
it seems almost too good to be true at some points, and they can be very difficult habits to master, which is where I swoop in and I help them so that they can be consistent long enough to see results and really feel the benefits in order to keep going on their own. Most women will only eat around 30 to 40 grams of protein per day, and that's the higher level. So that is the national average of the requirement for your body to be able to function properly, yes. But if you are somebody who is either trying to lose weight or lose fat, or if you are working out, exercising, if you're an active individual, that has to be higher. It's going to benefit you greatly to have that number be a bit higher. So I know that there are some arguments where some people will say, oh, well, you only need 40. You only need 40. Like, why are you pumping all this protein and things like that? Where, yeah, sure, you only need 40 to survive and to keep your bones from withering away. But like, I'm not trying to survive. I'm trying to thrive, honey. So if you are working out, trying to build muscle, trying to lose fat, get toned, any of that, you want to be having anywhere from 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. So to keep it simple, say if you are 150 pounds, your range is going to be around 120 to 150 grams of protein per day. If you don't know what it's like to hit 150 grams of protein per day, you are going to learn very quickly how difficult it can be. And although it can be difficult, I think it's a really interesting mindset switch because at first if you've been trying to lose fat and weight maybe your whole life even you think "Mm, okay eating more say less sis I'm good at this hold my beer but after a few days and the protein actually starts taking its effect on your cravings and how full you'll feel it will become harder and harder and harder to overeat anything else because you're literally just satisfied you won't care about food the way that you used to, and you won't be thinking about it every minute of the day. You're just good. You feel good. Your energy is stable. You're focused. You can regulate your emotions better. It, Bessie, it feels like magic. And yes, of course, there are emotional factors that do go into overeating in large quantities. And if you really struggle with binging every single time you eat, no matter how much you eat, that's a therapy thing. Just throwing that out there, okay? So I am encouraging everybody to eat more protein. That is fine, yes. But if you are somebody who has really struggled with binging, like it's it really, really takes over your life, a lot of that is a mental thing, okay? So I do urge everybody to seek therapy for that because that's gonna be a very emotional thing. You are doing that for some sort of reason, okay? There's something that happened to you as a child or maybe even recently or something that you're, grieving over like there's something else going on when you are eating in a way that feels like it's abusing yourself so I highly I like I said this is the secret sauce to what I'm telling you but if you do actually if you do really have a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of problems around overeating consistently and you've been really really struggling with it always get therapy okay I just want to throw that out there Otherwise, calorie counting and simply eating less to lose fat or to lose weight is not really going to cut it, and it will have many adverse side effects over time. But focusing on two key habits, which is meal prepping and prioritizing protein in every meal, is extremely manageable, sustainable, and extremely effective. 
Now, a little trick to making sure that you're hovering around maintenance calories or in a deficit if your goal is fat loss is to do a little research on the ratio of protein contents to calorie contents for each food, all right? So we're, I'm not encouraging counting or anything like that. I do think it is helpful to pay attention to this just for even a couple of days or just have a little look at the nutritional value on the box of whatever you're eating just to think about it, just to stay mindful and to see how much protein is actually in things so that you can kind of stay around your goal without having to count. So I'm teaching you the tricks of how to do this, but I definitely don't want you to be kind of secretly calculating every little thing you're doing either. That's not what I'm promoting. I'm just telling you the tricks of how to do it in a way where you don't have to be totally consumed and controlled by this. Because You can eat enough protein, but for example, if you are eating 20 grams of protein by eating peanut butter, you're going to end up consuming 800 calories for only the benefit of 20 grams of protein. Whereas if you are eating six ounces of chicken, you're getting 52 grams of protein for only 281 calories. And you're actually going to feel much more full from the chicken for hours versus the peanut butter, which is probably going to make you feel kind of tired and sluggish because it mainly contains fats, which isn't a bad thing, but they're very slow burning and it can take a lot of energy for your body to burn through that. And nuts can be kind of harsh to digest for most people too. I feel like they make a lot of people's tummies upset, but you just don't realize it because it's so freaking delicious, right? So nothing wrong with peanut butter, but when you are prioritizing protein, that ratio of how much protein is in something to the calories that are in it should be fairly close together. It doesn't matter exactly what it is, but taking some time to learn about which foods actually have the adequate amount of protein in accordance to the calorie value, you're going to be able to stick to a balanced diet without even thinking about it over time because you're going to get used to which foods are which. You're going to know which ones are going to help you feel better, which ones are going to have enough protein in it, and you just have to observe it for a small amount of time and then never have to think about it again. I don't promote counting calories or counting macros long-term. It could be helpful in the sense for a short period of time, but there's really no point in doing it for more than a week or two, to be honest, because counting calories puts you in this box where you're not allowing yourself to stay intuitive and can cause you to make some weird food choices overall. Understanding the nutritional value of foods and prioritizing them based off of your goals but also how they make you feel is the key to sustainability in your nutritional habits. And if you are not doing that, that is the reason why you can't stay consistent, besties. It is hands down the reason why you can never stay consistent. And for all my vegetarians and vegans out there, I see you. I have tons of vegetarian and vegan clients. (laughs) It's the same thing. Take your main protein source, figure out which ones you want to prioritize for most meals on a daily basis, and do the same thing meal prep. Make sure you have protein, look at those ratios for a little while, and just keep doing that for a very long time, and you will get to any fitness goal that you could possibly want. A good baseline example of the ratio is actually protein powder. So protein powder will be pure protein whey isolate for the most part. Sometimes they add other stuff in it, but for the most part, it's going to be pure. One to two scoops of protein, depending on which kind you get, is typically going to be only 120 calories for 20 to 23-ish grams of protein. really depends on the brand that you get, okay? That's a really great ratio. Now, some examples of some things without the best ratios are 
breakfast sausages. I know that sounds random. I was on the hunt for the highest protein breakfast turkey sausage for a really long time, so I've stumbled upon a vast knowledge about breakfast sausages. <laughs> Most are labeled as having high protein because, of course, we are in this protein craze right now. Everybody is getting clued in to how much protein they actually need to eat every day, and companies are responding by posting high protein this, high protein that on their labeling, when in reality, it's not. It's really not a great ratio. So most of these breakfast sausages will be labeled as having high protein, but will end up being very similar to almost the peanut butter ratio, where you have to be eating three sausages at 100 calories per link just to get nine grams of protein. Not saying that you can't have it, right? But just to be mindful of the protein to calorie ratio so that if you guys are trying to be in a calorie deficit or stay at maintenance, you can recognize that and you can make the decision based off of that versus just trying to eat as much protein as possible and accidentally putting yourself in a calorie surplus and then feeling like you have to resort back to counting and all of that, okay? So this is how you're gonna do it and be able to stay mindful of it and not really have to worry about counting or anything like that. Eventually, you will just know what foods to grab, which meals you like, which meals you wanna have, and you really won't have to think about it at all anymore. Eating enough protein to build muscle is really important in order for your workouts to be effective. Many of you have gone through hard, grueling workouts for a long time and still probably didn't see many results because you lacked protein. Your body is going to struggle to build muscle and make progress without it, which means the workouts are just contributing to the calories burned, which is not actually going to be enough to keep you in a manageable deficit for very long. You don't want your workouts just to be about burning calories, especially with strength training, because strength training technically doesn't burn as many calories as cardio, but it's about building muscle so that you can get leaner, more toned, or even bigger muscle if that's your goal, or even to feel strong and to include progressive overload. All of that requires protein and a fair amount of it too. And if you're doing the workouts just to burn calories and not keeping up with the protein, I'm sorry, but it's probably not gonna give you the results that you want, and maybe if it does for a little bit of time, you're gonna struggle to keep them around. So as you're building muscle, you wanna make sure that you are consuming enough protein on a daily basis in order for those muscles to repair and grow, because that is actually where you're going to be burning more calories overall. Your body is going to be using more energy to store the muscle and to keep building muscle than it will just for the calories that you've burned if you did something like cardio, okay? So we need strength training to build up that muscle so our body is working for us in the background and also it's gonna help us get toned faster, it's gonna help us feel stronger and all that much faster than just cardio. And you wanna make sure that you're supplementing it with enough protein so that it can do what it's gotta do. Now, moving on to the other benefits of protein, which I'm feeling very passionate about getting across to you guys. Protein does not just help your body physically. It helps your mind too, y'all. To function adequately, the central nervous system requires a number of amino acids found in protein foods. Amino acids such as tryptophan, tyrosine, histidine, and arginine are used by the brain for synthesis of various neurotransmitters and neuromodulators and is effective in preventing and treating depression and anxiety. I did a podcast a while ago called Movement for Mental Health. That was also the beta version of Liz that I was testing, um, but there was really great 
info in that on how movement can actually grow the parts of your brain in the hippocampus and help you treat anxiety and depression, even if you have ADHD, etc. Do you understand that, Vessies? Going to the gym, going on walks and shit, and eating protein can grow the part of your brain that is responsible for your happiness. The hippocampus is the front of your brain. It's typically smaller in people that do have anxiety, depression, ADHD, any kind of neurological thing. That part of your brain is a little bit smaller, okay? We've got little small guys in there and you can literally grow it through exercise and eating enough protein. Be for real. So not only does movement and getting an adequate amount of protein help your fitness journey, your body overall is going to be able to repair and build all the cells and building blocks it needs to help your brain and your body heal from pretty much anything. It might not fully heal it, but it will definitely help. I still always recommend therapy. It's great. And a big tip from me to you as someone who is a baddie, but also a saddie, if you eat around 20 to 30 grams of protein every three to four hours, your mental health will drastically stabilize. I don't think you understand how important that is. And you have to keep doing it every day. It can't just be once in a while, every other day. I can literally feel the effects of not eating enough days later. So say, for example, on a Monday, I didn't end up eating enough, whatever, I got busy, whatever the reason was. I didn't eat enough protein and I didn't end up eating enough overall. I was really tired. I didn't care. I went to bed. Even the next couple of days, my mental health is all over the place. I have such a hard time regulating myself emotionally. I overthink things like crazy. I have the, all these wild ups and downs. And a lot of it really just comes down to not having a stable nutrition plan. I've gotten much better at it now, but of course there are times and days where you fall off the wagon, whether you're eating too much or under eating, if you're not fueling your body the right way, whether you do fitness or not, you are going to struggle physically and mentally. You just will. That's why you should probably be eating more protein. Take that advice if you feel like you have a hard time with feeling super low, you get anxiety, panic attacks, depression, mood swings, have trouble focusing, have poor self-esteem. Even if you are on medication and still need medication, that's fine. You still have to do all of these things and you want to help yourself naturally as much as possible because it will help all of the medication do its job. Now, just to play on the opposing team here, I'm sure many of you might be concerned with the negative side effects of eating too much protein. I always promise to give you both sides of the story so you can make an educated decision on your own for your own body and for yourself. Extra protein may not be used efficiently by the body and may impose a metabolic burden on the bones, kidneys, and liver. Moreover, high protein and high meat diets may also be associated with the increased risk for coronary heart disease due to intakes of saturated fats and cholesterol. Okay, sounds a little scary, right? Which is why we're staying balanced. We're not trying to overeat anything. We're just trying to eat enough for our body to do what it needs to do. We all know that eating heavily processed foods all the time is not great. 
But to be completely transparent about the workings of all of this, all of those risks are due to overconsumption. It's due to high intakes of saturated fats and cholesterol, which means you would have to be consuming a lot of overprocessed meats, red meats, and things like bacon, and like the stuff that we know that we should probably limit. The most interesting thing about people who consume too much protein is the lack of carbohydrates that they are also consuming, which means they're still not having a balanced diet. So maybe they've opted for a diet like keto that pushes a lot of meat in any form and low to no carbs. So we have to remember when we prioritize this extra protein intake, we want to keep it pretty clean for the most part. I don't do protein bars or power drinks, maybe once in a while, but or protein cookies, like unless I really bake them myself. But a lot of times there's a lot of overprocessed chemicals in them that you really just don't need. Having protein powder is totally fine. You can add a really pure protein powder to making oatmeal or smoothies or baked goods, totally fine, but keep it balanced. Too much protein is going to be associated with the overconsumption of the types of protein that do actually increase your risk of health concerns, which none of y'all are gonna do, okay? Another interesting take off the too much protein train is that your body can only absorb 20 to 25 grams of protein in one sitting. I'm sure you guys have seen that around if you've done any research. So people will say that any extra protein that you're consuming over that amount is just going to waste. So let's reel it back. First of all, there's a few issues with that statement alone. Everyone's body is different which means everyone's body will require and absorb different nutrients as needed, right? I don't think there's ever been a set number of protein that's been coded into every single human on the planet that says, no matter who you are, no matter how big or small you are, 25 grams of protein, that's it. After 25 grams of protein that you had during your lunch on a Thursday afternoon, Every human body is like, nah, bro, get out of my face. I can't consume that much protein. What's, I can't, I'm just going to get rid of this. You've just wasted that protein because I can only consume 25 grams in one sitting. Uh, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And I think what has happened is a bit of information that someone has taken quite literally and now everybody else is taking it quite literally because it is valuable information. Of course, we don't wanna overconsume protein. Your body's gonna use as much of it as it can and it's gonna discard the rest, just like any other food that we use. Because to my understanding, your body can only absorb up to 25 grams of protein in one hour, which just means you're going to be absorbing higher protein meals over longer periods of time which is why it keeps you full for so long. Because if your body is requiring calories and nutrients, it is going to use as much of it as possible until it's discarded through your poo-poo and pee-pee. So yes, your body can only absorb as much as 25 grams of protein per hour, but if you have 40 grams of protein in one meal, it's just going to take your body longer than an hour to absorb it. So it's going to be digested, it's going to be in your stomach, and that's what keeps you satisfied. And that's what makes you fuller longer. Studies have shown that there is no real limit as to how much protein your body can absorb. And if you are strength training and active, that protein is going to be vital for growing and repairing muscle tissue and helping you burn through fat 
because the calorie intake is going to end up being less the more protein that you consume because you're not going to be hungry for other things that you would normally reach for or crave or binge on or anything like that. Now, I'm not a scientist. I did research this and I feel like there's not too many solid articles done that I could find for free, but that's the viewpoint that makes sense to me, especially because everybody requires a different number of nutrients. There's no way that a 260-pound bodybuilder man and my 5'4", 70-year-old mother who needs a wheelchair have the same protein cutoff. But both bodies, like, it's is like, oh, 25 grams, that's the limit? Get rid of the rest. It just, it does not make sense. It does not make sense. Your body will use the nutrients that it needs. There is no cutoff. I do agree that you that everybody's digestive system can take so many things for hours. And that's like a range, right? 25 grams, I think it's 25 to 30 grams is like the higher range of what somebody's body can consume. But if your body isn't going to use something, it's going to either store it or it's gonna get rid of it. That's fine, but not everybody is going to be able to require the same thing. So the timestamp on it taking an hour to digest up to 25 grams of protein makes much more sense to me than everybody's body gets rid of the protein that you ate after 25 grams of protein. <laughs> like That doesn't make any sense to me. It's the sweeping generalization and the umbrella statement for something complex and unique to, in, to each individual for me. But that being said, I may stand corrected at some point on this, but as far as my own research indicates, that was my consensus. So how the hell do we eat more protein, besties? Well, just like all things that we do here at Made For Me Fitness, you're going to practice. You are going to find out how much protein you need per day based on the formula I gave you earlier, which is between 0.8 and 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight each day. Then you're going to add up how much protein you've been having recently. So just take a day or two and add up how much protein you think you had. And then slowly but surely start closing that gap between those two numbers. You don't have to start downing shakes or doing anything insane or shoveling in protein or anything like that. It will come down to simply adding more of the protein sources that you already have in each meal and adding snacks every day, little by little, until you get there. And you don't have to count the calories or track every day. No. All you have to do is just take a couple of days until you get the understanding of what a full day of protein looks like so then you can stick to a decent range. And you can do this just by using your phone calculator. This is what I suggest to my clients. For the couple of days that I do require them to track protein, they are literally just putting it in their phone calculator, okay? So you Google how much protein is in two eggs. Okay, 12, so I had two eggs this morning, so 12 plus the yogurt I had, which says 20 on the label. So 12 plus 20 equals that. And you just add it up that way for a couple of days just to see where you're at and see if there's any places that you can add more in if needed. It's gonna take small changes, small habits implemented and practiced every day over a long period of time. And I'm telling you, if you are not meal prepping already, you have to do it. It makes this whole process and your life so much easier. So prioritizing the protein and prioritizing getting into meal prepping is going to be your best friend because it's going to be very hard to keep up with the level of protein that you're going to need if you don't have your meals 
ready and able to go. And if you want more information on how to meal prep and how I teach all of my clients to do it, I do have another podcast episode. Plug in the podcast episodes as always. I have another episode called Meal Prepping Will Change Your Entire Life or something like that. I think that's what it's called. But I do have a podcast episode on meal prepping and I really highly recommend that as a starter habit to start developing and practicing. And that with the increase of protein and making sure that you're in a decent range of protein, your fitness journey is going to change drastically. Not only are you going to start seeing many positive benefits physically and through your results, but also mentally, also your relationship with food, also your relationship with your body, because you will no longer be struggling between eating too little, feeling like you need to eat less because you want to be in a calorie deficit, and then overeating at night because you're really not eating the the right things. And it's going to limit that back and forth because you're focusing on keeping everything really regulated. And over time, it gets easier and easier. And it's not going to be perfect right away. So there's going to be some weeks where you do great. There's going to be some weeks where you don't. Don't shame yourself, bestie. Just get back to it. You're only one good high protein meal and one good workout away from being right back on track. You have the power to change your life, your day at any point, okay, just based on your actions. So I think that you should probably start eating more protein. And that is all for today, besties. I love you so much. I hope this helped you and inspired you to start eating a little bit more protein. Um, And I really think that it will help many of you on your fitness journey. So thank you for listening. I cannot wait to speak to you next week. Bye.